open us in prayer. Then we'll sing one hymn before we begin. Amen. Which hymn are we singing? Okay. We're ready when you are. Thank you. 
good. Thank you. Okay, today in our study of our confession of faith, we want to uh, look into chapter 5. That is the chapter dealing with the divine providence of God. And so I think for our purposes today we're going to read paragraphs 1 through 5. So I'll, I'll, we'll start by reading those paragraphs. So I'll read the first paragraph, then we'll have David uh, read the Swahili version, and we'll go back and forth. And then we'll finish with a brief discussion on the providence of God. So paragraph 1, for those of you who have your books, we're in, on page 12. God, the creator of all things, in his infinite power and wisdom, doth uphold, direct, dispose, and govern all creatures and things, from the greatest even to the least by his most wise and holy providence, to the end for which they were created, according unto his infallible foreknowledge and the free and immutable counsel of his own will, to the praise of the glory of his wisdom, power, justice, infinite goodness, and mercy. <clears throat> Mungu muumba mwema wa fiote, katika ngufu na hekima sake samirele, anasingatia, kuongoza, kutekeleza na kuwa na mamulaka chua fiumbe na fitu fiote. Toka mkuu kabisa hada, hadi mtoko saidi. Kupitia kwa kutoa kwake kwa hekima na utakatifu saidi, kwa asima filifio umbiwa, kulingana na maono yake ya siofeli, na shauri yake huru na isiyo padilika. Kwa sifa ya utukufu wa hekima, ngufu, haki, usuri, usio na mwisho na rehema. Alright, paragraph 2. Although in relation to the foreknowledge and decree of God, the first cause, all things come to pass immutably and infallibly, so that there is not anything befalls any by chance or without his providence. Yet by the same providence he ordereth them to fall out according to the nature of second causes, either necessarily, freely, or contingently. Aya pili, ingawa kukuwasia maono na kanuni mungu, lengo la kuanzia, fitufyote viche kuwa pila kupatilika wala kufeli. Ili chochote kisimuteke Paragraph 3. God in his ordinary providence maketh use of means, yet is free to work 
without, above, and against them at his pleasure. Paragraph 4. The almighty power, unsearchable wisdom, and infinite goodness of God so far manifest themselves in his providence that his determinate counsel extendeth itself even to the first fall and all other sinful actions, both of angels and men, and that not by a bare permission, which also he most wisely and powerfully boundeth, and otherwise ordereth and governeth in a manifold dispensation to his most holy ends. Yet so, as the sinfulness of their acts proceedeth only from the creatures, and not from God, who being most holy and righteous, neither is nor can be the author or approver of sin. Shauri yake kwa hakika inafikia anguko la kwanza na dhambi sote zingine za binadamu za na malaika na si kwa ruhusa ambayo kwayo amestakimu kwa hekima na mamlaka saidi na kuamurisha na kuongoza katika wingi wa kutekeleza kazi zake takatifu hata hivyo dhambi na matendo ya kinyume yanatokana tu na fiumbe wala sio Mungu ambaye kwa kuwa mtakatifu na mwenye haki saidi siye wala hawesi kuwa mtekelesi wala mwenye kuitimisha tamu Now paragraph 5 The most wise righteous and gracious God doth oftentimes leave for a season his own children to manifold temptations and the corruptions of their own hearts to chastise them for their former sins or to discover unto them the hidden strength of corruption and deceitfulness of their hearts, that they may be humbled, and to raise them to a more close and constant dependence for their support upon himself, and to make them more watchful against all future occasions of sin, and for other just and holy ends, so that whatsoever befalls any of his elect is by his appointment for his glory, and for their good. Ayatana. Mungu mwenye hekima haki na neema saiti wakati mwingine waada wanawe kupitia macharibu na uharibu wa mioyo yao kuarudi dhambi zao za awali au kuwafunulia nguvu fiche ya ufisati na uongo wa mioyo yao ili wanyenyekee na kuwainua kufika utekemesi wa karibu Natapiti saidiwa manufaa yao juu yake na kuwafanya waangalifu saidi titi ya dhambi sote sabadae na kwa malengo mengine ya haki na takatifu hivyo chochote kinachowafika wateule wake ni kwa matakwa yake utukufu wake na kwa manufaa yao 
Very good. So for uh, today, I will be relying heavily on the outline from my professor, Dr. Sam Waldron. And also his commentary, which he has written explaining the uh, uh, confession of faith. And uh, according to his outline, he divides this chapter on divine providence into two sections. The first section is paragraph one, which is a summary statement of the doctrine of God's providence. The remainder of the, the chapter, paragraphs 2 through 7, address major concerns about that doctrine of providence. And so, uh, for starters, we'll look at paragraph 1. And there we uh, read that uh, the explanation of the doctrine and it begins with the author of providence and that is God the creator. So the God who has created all things is the God who has authored his providence. Then it moves on to the foundation of providence. There we read about his infinite power and wisdom. So God is the author of providence and his providence is founded on his infinite power and his infinite wisdom. Then it, uh, our confession moves on to the essence of providence, the substance. What is providence? That is where we read that God upholds, directs, disposes, and governs. This is the substance of His providence. This is what He does in acting out His providence. Then we have the objects of God's providence. Who is it that God's providence is directed upon? And that is, as we read, uh, all creatures and things from the greatest even to the least. All creatures 
creatures and things from the greatest even to the least. Viumbe vyote vilivyo na uhai na vizivyo na uhai kuanzia kwa kiumbe kikuu mpaka mwisho tupate kiumbe kidogo sana. All of God's creation is the object of God's providence. Now that includes everything that we can see in the created universe. And that also includes everything we cannot see in the spiritual realm including angels and demons and Satan himself. All of creation is under God's providence. Then next the confession moves to the nature of providence. That is where we read by his most wise and holy providence. Then it moves into the compatibility. How does God's providence fit with his creation? How do they exist uh, together? And there we read to the end for which they were created. That is saying that everything which God created has a purpose. And God's providence is moving that creation uh, towards its ultimate purpose. And that purpose, uh, next we read uh, the determining cause of God's providence. And that is where we read his infallible foreknowledge and the free and immutable counsel of his own will. So it is the will of God that decides uh, God's providence or directs God's providence. That is what determines uh, the cause that God uh, purposes uh, in His providence. And then finally we reach the end of the uh, paragraph and we see the goal of providence. And that is to the praise of the glory. To the praise of the glory of God's wisdom, His power, His justice, the, the glory of God. So, God is the creator of all things and all things are under the providence of God and all of it is to the glory of God. 
kwamba Mungu ndiye aliumba vitu vyote na vitu vyote viko chini ya machaliwa ya Mungu ili vimletee Mungu utukufu wake. There can be no greater purpose or goal than that. Hakuna sababu kuu kushinda ile sababu. We as human beings tend to think in a very selfish way. We think that a great goal is a goal that has us in mind. Basi sisi tunafikiria vizuri kwamba Mungu alituumba sisi na pengine tunafikiria ama tunakaswa rufulani tunapomfikiria yeye Mungu. And that is why so many people are very happy to sit under false teaching. Watu wengi wanafurahia wakiwa wakipewa mafundisho ya uongo. They're very happy when the man of God tells them that God wants them to be very wealthy. And they're very happy to hear the man of God tell them that uh, uh, God wants them to be healthy. That is because the wicked have a desire for themselves and not for God. Watu kama hao wanachitakia wenyewe bali hawataki Mungu. Hawana maona mazuri. But when God gives us a new heart and by faith we can now understand the things of God more clearly. Mungu anapotupea moyo wa uraisi na kwa imani anatuwezesha kuelewa vitu jinsi inavyotupaza. We come to our senses. Tuta and we realize that there is no greater purpose for anything than the glory of God. The glory of man is such a low, terrible thing. The, that is the sad thing about the prosperity gospel is it leaves everyone so poor. <laughs> Mostly it leaves them spiritually poor. Because they're not teaching the truth of God. But what makes us to be rich has nothing to do with money. Jesus says that we should store up our treasures in heaven. Not here on earth where rust and rot destroy everything. What, what good is money? You can be the richest person in the world and yet when you die, all of that money goes to someone else. You don't take it with you. So that money does you no good. We have souls that will never die and what is of most importance is eternal things, things which last forever. That is the kingdom of God. And in the kingdom of God there is no higher purpose for anything than the glory of God. That is paragraph 1. Now the remaining paragraphs concern different concerns or issues 
that are brought forth when we discuss the providence of God. Uh, these paragraphs help us answer questions like uh, what difference does what I do make? If, if God is the one who is uh, uh, in control of all things and God has decreed all things according to His foreknowledge, then what difference does it make whatever I do? Well, paragraphs 2 and 3 help address that question. Another question that also often comes up is, if God is in control of all things, then how can God blame me for my sin? And that question is answered for us in paragraph 4. And then, oftentimes the question also will come up of what good could possibly come from my sin. And that question is answered in paragraph 5. And so as we move into these uh, final paragraphs, uh, we see that they're organized in uh, three different sections. So paragraphs two and three deal with uh, the use of means. The use of means. Then paragraphs 4 through 6 deal with providence in the way that it relates to sin. And then paragraph 7 deals with providence with regard of, uh, regards to the church. So for today, again, I want to focus mainly on uh, paragraphs 2 through 5. And so we'll start with the use of means. So the confession declares to us what the Bible teaches. And that is all things come to pass perfectly according to God's decree. And so the reality is there is no such thing as chance or luck. Now you may point out that the word uh, chance is found in the Bible. Uh, 
Pila makusudio inapatikana katika Biblia ama la. For instance, 1 Samuel 6:9. 1 Samuel 6:9. Samuel wa kwanza sura ya 6:9. There we read, but if not, then we will know that it was not his hand that struck us, it happened to us by chance. 1 Samuel chapter 6 verse 9 1 Samuel 6:9 basi ndivyo alivyo ichenga nyumba akaimaliza akaifunika nyumba kwa boriti na mbao sa mwerezi Pada? First Samuel 6 verse 9 First Samuel mm. Yeah Samuel Kisha angalieni likikwea kwa njia ya mpakani mwake kwenda Bethshemesh basi ndiye aliyetutenda uofu huo mkuu la sifio ndipo tutakapojua ya kwamba si mkono wake uliotupika ilikuwa ni achali iliyotupata In Luke 10:31 There we read and by chance a priest was going down on that road. Luke 10:31. And by chance a priest was going down on that road. Kwa nasibu kuhani mmoja alishuka Now these words are communicated to us from the perspective of men. Maneno So they're referring to unexpected meetings. That were not planned by human beings. But that does not mean they were not planned by God. So even when we read the few times in the Bible where the word chance is used, it's not referring to chance in the way that we often tend to think about it tunapopata neno kama ajali katika Biblia neno hilo ajali sisi hatu sio jinsi ambavyo wanadamu wanaelewa linamaanisha kitu fulani it has nothing to do with luck haimaanishi labda ni bahati ya mtu because there really is no such thing as luck or chance all things happen under the providence of god hakuna kitu kama kutendeka bila mpango ama ajali mambo yote yanatendeka chini ya machaliwa ya Mungu 
And so everything which happens in history or in time, it does so according to the decree of God. But God works those things usually by use of means. So it is not as if all of God's creation are robots and God is just controlling, like with some remote control or something, all of these robots who are just doing exactly what God commands that they do. Sio kana kwamba sisi ni viumbe ambavyo havina uhai kwamba mtu Mungu anaamrusha tu kwamba vitendeke jinsi ambavyo anataka la sio hivyo Because number one, that would mean when we sin it is God controlling us causing us to sin Basi kama ingekuwa hivyo inamaanisha kwamba mwanadamu akitenda dhambi itakuwa ya kwamba Mungu ndiye amesababisha mwanadamu kutenda dhambi And that is clearly not what the Bible teaches Biblia hayafunzi hayo so we have to understand how these means fit under the providence of God. And we have to, when we talk about the will of God, uh, we have to understand the Bible differentiates. Between the preceptive will of God, that is the will of God of what God commands that we do. And then we have the decorative will of God, that is now the secret will of God of all that he has decreed will actually take place. So I think one of the best passages to help us to understand how these things fit together and how it is that uh, God decrees all that happens and yet we are not robots that God is just controlling us uh, to even do our to sin. So turn if you would please in your Bibles to Acts chapter 27. And I want to start in verse 20. Uh, so let's first read from verse 20 to 25. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small tempest lay on us, all hope of our being saved was at last abandoned. Since they had been without food for a long time, Paul stood up among them and said, Men, you should have listened to me and not have set sail from Crete and incurred this injury and loss. Yet now I urge you to take heart. For there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For this very night there stood before me an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I worship. And he said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar. And behold, God has granted you 
all those who sail with you. So take heart, men, for I have faith in God that it will be exactly as I have been told. No, 20 through 25. Uh, yeah, 27. 20 to 25. Yes. Jua wala nyota hasikuonekana kwa muta wa siku nyingi na tufani kuu ikatushika basi tukakata tamaa ya kuokoka na walipokuwa wamekaa wakati mwingi pila kula chakula Paulo akasimama katikati yao akasema wanaume iliwapasa kunisikiliza mimi na kuto kutokungoa nanga huko Crete na kupata madara haya na hasara hii sasa na wapeni shauri iweni na moyo mkuu kwa maana hapana hata nafasi mmoja miongoni mwenu atakayepotea ila merkebu tu kwa maana usiku huu wa leo malaika wa Mungu yule ambaye mimi ni wake naye ndiye nimwapudie alisimama karibu nami Akaniambia usiokope Paulo kuna budi kusimama mbele ya Kaisari tena tazama Mungu amekupa watu wote wanaosafiri pamoja nawe basi wanaume changamkieni kwa sababu namwamini Mungu ya kwamba yatakuwa vile vile kama nilivyoambiwa So here we find the apostle Paul and he's on a ship He's on a boat, a large boat. And they've run into serious trouble. And they're now without food and they're just stuck out in the water. And yet uh, God sends an angel to Paul na Mungu anatuma malaika kwa Paulo and gives Paul a prophecy na anampa Paulo unapi fulani and Paul says he has faith in God that it's going to be exactly as he was told na Paulo ana imani kwamba yale ambaye ameambiwa yanaenda kutendeka and he was told that none of the men on that ship would be lost everyone would survive Aliambiwa kwamba watu wote waliokuwa katika ile jahasi au meli hakuna yeyote atakayepotea. So prophecy reveals the secret will, the decretive will of God. Unapi unatoa ziri ya Mungu. And that is why in the Old Testament we read that the penalty for a false prophet was to be stoned to death. Sawa sawa tunasoma kwamba manapiwa uongo Because any prophecy which comes from God is sure to come true because of God's providence. And so now if a man prophesied something which did not come true, then it was very clear that prophecy did not come from God. So here we have this prophecy given to Paul that everyone on the ship would survive. 
hapa tunatoa unapii Mungu anapeana unapii kwa Paulo kwamba watu wote waliokuwa katika meli au chahazi hakuna mmoja angepotea Now let's read verse 27 to 38 When the 14th night had come as we were being driven across the Adriatic Sea about midnight the sailors suspected that they were nearing land so they took a sounding and found 20 fathoms a little farther on they took a sounding again and found 15 fathoms and fearing that we might run on the rocks they let down four anchors from the stern and prayed for day to come and as the sailors were seeking to escape from the ship and had lowered the ship's boat into the sea under pretense of laying out anchors from the bow Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers unless these men stay in the ship you cannot be saved Then the soldiers cut away the ropes of the ship's boat and let it go. As day was about to dawn, Paul urged them all to take some food, saying, "Today is the fourteenth day that you have continued in suspense and without food, having taken nothing. Therefore, I urge you to take some food, for it will give you strength. For not a hair is to perish from the head of any of you." And when he said these things, he took bread and, giving thanks to God in the presence of all, he broke it and began to eat. Then they all were encouraged and ate some food themselves. We were all in all 276 persons in the ship. And when they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship, throwing out the wheat into the sea. Kwanza shina saba. Hata usiku wa 14 ulipofika, ulipokuwa tukichukuliwa huko na huko katika bahari ya Adria kama usiku wa manane baharia wakatani ya kuwa wanaikaribia inchi kavu wakatupa bildi wakapata pima ishirini wakaendelea kidogo wakatupa bildi tena wakapata bima kumi na tano wakachelea tusiche tukapelewa tuka mahali penye miamba wakatupa nanga ine satesi wakaomba kuche na baharia walipotaka kukimbia na kuiacha merkepu wakishushwa mashua baharini kana kwamba wanataka kutupa nanga saomo Paulo akawaambia akita na askari hawa wasipokaa ndani ya merkepu hamutaweza kuokoka basi askari wakasikata kamba za mashua wakaiacha yanguke na kulipokuwa kukipamba suka Paulo akawasihi wote wale wale chakula akisema leo ni siku ya kumi na nne kungocha na kufunga hamukula kitu chochote basi na wasii mule chakula maana itakuwa kwa wokofu wenu kwa maana hapana hata unywele wa kichwa cha mmoja wenu utakaopotea alipokwisha kusema hayo akatoa mkate akamshukuru Mungu mbele yao wote akaumeka akaanza kula ndipo wakachangamuka wote wakala chakula wenyewe na sisi tuliokuwa ndani ya merkepu tulipata watu sita walipokwisha kushipa wakaipungusa shehena ya merkepu wakiitupa ngano baharini Now isn't it interesting God is all powerful 
God spoke the universe into existence. God can do all his holy will. And here God prophesies to Paul that no man on the ship will be lost. Now God could have brought that to reality just on his own. I mean, in an instant, God could have transported that ship to anywhere he wanted it to go. But that's not what we read happening here. What we read is the men acting according to their, uh, their wills, what they want to do. And these free actions of men are even commanded and they are necessary. The, the men were even making plans to leave the ship onto the small boats. And Paul said to the soldiers that were on the ship that if any of these men leave, then men will die. So it's already been prophesied that no man will be lost. But now Paul says to the soldiers, unless these men stay in the ship, you cannot be saved. So even the means whereby God was going to uh, make sure none of these men perished were commanded that these men need to follow these instructions so that these purposes that God revealed would be fulfilled. So the means including the free actions of men, men acting according to their will, what they want to do. God's providence is even over the free actions of men. Now let's finish the story, verse 39 to 44. Now when it was day, they did not recognize the land, but they noticed a bay with a beach on which they planned, if possible, to run the ship ashore. So they cast off the anchors and left them in the sea, at the same time loosening the ropes that tied the rudders, then hoisting the foresail, uh, hoisting the foresail to the wind, they made for the beach. But striking a reef, they ran the vessel aground. The bow stuck and remained immovable, and the stern was being broken up by the surf. The soldiers' plan was to kill the prisoners 
lest any should swim away and escape. But the centurion, wishing to save Paul, kept them from carrying out their plan. He ordered those who could swim to jump overboard first and make for the land, and the rest on planks or on pieces of the ship. And so it was that all were brought safely to land. So again, God is providentially working uh, all things according to His decree. And this even includes the free actions of men. Remember earlier, some of the men on the ship wanted to get off the ship onto those small boats before it was time for them to do so. And Paul went to the centurion and said, if anybody leaves this ship at this time, uh, I, you cannot be saved. And so the centurion decided to cut those small boats away that so no one could leave the ship. And now when the, when the ship is finally wrecked up on the reef near the land, now uh, the soldiers know everyone is safe. But the soldiers are in charge of these prisoners and if any of the prisoners escape, now the soldiers will have a consequence. And so to prevent that, the soldiers had a plan to kill all of the prisoners. But we know that is against God's decree. Remember God's decree was that everyone was going to survive this. Mm. 
So what do we read? The centurion, the one in charge of all the soldiers, wanted not to follow God, he wanted to save Paul. And so according to his own free will, his own action, his own desire in wanting to keep Paul safe, he ordered the centurions not to kill any of the prisoners for fear that if they were killing the prisoners, they might also kill Paul. And it was through these means, including the free acts, the free choices of human beings, that God's secret decree was fulfilled exactly as He revealed it was going to be fulfilled. Now, honestly, that is about as good as we will understand God's providence. Because I'm a human being. I can't understand uh, controlling or being provident over the actions of other human beings without me forcing my will upon them. If I want my children to obey me, then uh, I do so by uh, some fear of a consequence if they don't obey me. That's really the only way as a human being I know how to do it. <laughs> but God is not a human being. And though we can't completely understand how it is that God has decreed all things which come to pass. And yet he does so without uh, uh, forcing human beings as though they are some kind of robot just obeying the commands of God. Though we cannot understand fully these things, that is exactly what the Bible teaches. God has decreed everything which comes to pass. And God has providence over all things. Though he does so in such a way whereby he is not the author of sin. 
anafanya hivyo kwa njia fulani kwamba yeye si mwenye tambi ama hasababishi tambi The sinful actions of human beings come from within that those individual human beings it is not God forcing us to sin Matendo ya kutenda dhambi yanatokana sisi wanadamu wenyewe hayatokani na Mungu hata kidogo We are the uh, uh, we are the ones responsible for our sinful actions and yet God uses the means of our uh, free choices to uh, providentially work for his purposes and all of it to his glory now there's so much more we could speak on this topic but again all we can do in this class is uh, give a summary of what our confession is teaching but I want to encourage each of you on your own time to also study these things kuna mengi ambayo tunaweza kusema lakini kwa sababu ya wakati Again, every paragraph in your book gives the text from the scriptures where the explanation is coming from. So you can study those scriptures for yourself. Kila aya imepeana maandiko ambayo yanapatikana katika Biblia. Hivyo basi unaweza kuchukua muda wako ukachisomea ukaelewa zaidi. As you ask God prayerfully to help you understand his truth according to his word. Let's all stand and pray. Our heavenly Father, you are far greater and far more wonderful than our human minds can even imagine. And so, Lord, we just humbly submit to you, asking you to help us to understand all you're willing to help us to understand of your truth and how we ask, Lord, that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you will help us to live obedient lives to you, not only on the Lord's day, but all throughout our week. Lord, we pray that uh, you would encourage each and every one here throughout the week to study your word more and more for themselves and to, to teach these truths to their children, to their families, to their neighbors. God, we recognize that it is true that salvation uh, only comes by the power of your gospel, which is uh, in your word and through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so... Uh, we realize, Lord, that apart from your word, there is no salvation from our sins. And so we just ask you to help us more and more. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God from whom all blessings Be